Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to That's Life. My name is Harrison Brock, and this is my podcast. The whole point of this podcast is simply to foster the idea that community is important, that there are people just beyond our our tightly knit social circles who have invaluable information and experience to share with us. Um, in this episode, I am bringing on a friend uh, from my younger days. Uh, we grew up together around church and whatnot. He'll tell you about that in a little bit. But he has taken a very unique career path. He decided to enlist in the Army, and in this episode, he's going to share some of his experience as well as the things he's learned along the way. Later on in this episode, I'm even going to ask him for practical advice on how civilians can practically show support for our veterans as well as active service members. So stay tuned. This is a great episode. Jad has a lot of awesome information to bring to the table, uh, not only regarding the Army and our veterans, but also just really great leadership advice. Um, as well as some other practical things that we can take home and work on ourselves. But anyways, um, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate it on iTunes. And you can follow me on Instagram at HarrisonBRCK. Links to all that down in the description, as well as a link to my website. If you enjoy this episode, please share it. And without further ado, here's the episode. I'm Jad Dishner. I uh, I've known Harrison for quite a while now. We uh, we both used to uh, play guitar, and we used to have the same teacher and mentor there. And I think that's where I think us we I think we knew each other a little bit before that. But I know that we started to just kind of it was almost um, I wouldn't say forced, but it was just kind of integrated together. No matter what, whether we liked it or not, we were around each other, and it was kind of just a more known i know that through school as well i'm pretty sure uh we did some projects together like uh our parents all arranged like big um homeschool events and stuff like that and we definitely saw people there um yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's that was pretty much it and then through high school obviously we worked together on uh the worship team uh we played guitar together i know that we kind of both had different areas in that but we were always there around we we've always kind of been around each other through through that experience through high school awesome yeah so uh i i guess to kind of get the big things out of the way um you've taken a pretty unique career path um you want to you want to tell people about it Absolutely. Uh, so when I was when I graduated high school in 2017, I made it up in my mind I wanted to join the army. Well, I feel like far before that, I had it in my mind that I was going to go down this path. Um, however, really, it kind of became surreal after that. Um, after I graduated high school, so in December of 2017, I um, I left for basic training for Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, the rest is history. I, uh, I pretty much I, I've been in the army now for about three years. Um, I'm coming up on my uh, on my next promotion. We um, I've been through numerous training events with the army so far. We uh, you know being able to work with some of the individuals I have up to this point has just been an absolute blessing. 
That's awesome, man. Thank you for your service. Absolutely, yeah. of course. My pleasure. So, uh, what what branch is it that you're serving in for everybody who doesn't know you very well? <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm in the army. Um, we, uh, I, I think the army was definitely a um, a clear choice for me. The army, in and of itself, offers a diverse amount of jobs. Um, when I joined the army specifically, it was, I think over 160 jobs available that you could do. I know that number's actually risen in the past three years. Um, but it was a very clear choice for me. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so what kind of sent you on the, the path? You said that you knew for a while that you wanted to enlist. Um, what, what kind of took you that direction? Um, I feel like it all starts with a servant's heart. Um, and I'm definitely not like tooting my own horn there, but like, I feel like ever since I was a child, you know, it was kind of instilled in me, you know, the servant leadership, um, mentality and the army was always just, it was, I think it was always there. It was either that, or it was going to be something in like public service. Um, the army for me gave me a pathway that I could go down and really go wherever I could. It wasn't anything restricting me, you know, upon like the army doesn't discriminate against, you know, your education, where you came from, how much money you have. It's really, you can be all you can be. Um, you can go as far, as far as you can, uh, physically and mentally, you know, honestly, if you have that, just go get her mentality and the, the, you go in with the attitude that I'm not going to quit. You can go anywhere in the army. That's so cool. Uh, so where have you gone so far? What, what have you gotten to do? So when I first got here, well, so I went through basic training, obviously. I arrived at my first duty station. I'm stationed here at Fort Hood in uh, Texas, uh, in central Texas. I arrived at my first duty station. We had um, numerous small uh, kind of uh, our prerequisite training events for the year. Um, I did things such as um, we did a gunnery, which a gunnery is just where we qualify with our vehicles. So whatever weapon systems are on vehicles, like with tanks, um, we have we we utilize Bradleys. So we had to qualify with our Bradleys with those weapon systems. Um, but then we moved straight into a uh, it's called Pegasus Forge. It's our battalion level training. Um, it's a large coordinated event where you train with everyone in your battalion, which in a battalion, there's five companies. Um, and we train in coordination with them. It gives you kind of a sense of what it's going to feel like when you go to a higher level of echelon of training. Um, because the Army always does it in, like, baby steps. We, we start in just your very basic. We rehearse. We do everything for the train-up. We have all of our equipment. We know what we're going to do. Then we start progressing and making it larger. And it's kind of like a snowball effect. Mm. Um, after that, uh, that training event, we went into um, – just preparation for the next phase. And the next phase was going to the National Training Center in California and Fort Irwin. Um, and that's a brigade level training. So if I'm not mistaken, um, there's seven battalions in a brigade. And uh, we go there and it's like completely simulated. It's supposed to look exactly like, um, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was based around looking just like Afghanistan has mountain ranges out there. It's basically just the desert. You're out in the middle of nowhere and you stay there for about a month, maybe a little bit more than a month and you train. It's just constant training and it's immersive. Awesome. Um, so what's, what's your experience been like so far? I, I know those of us who have never had any experience in the army, uh, the only thing we have to go off is stories that we hear from a few people here and there and then movies. But 
obviously that's not always an accurate representation of what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, I feel like the Army, um, I mean, like you said, too, when I first left for basic training, I had a totally different view of what the Army was going to be like. Um, it's it's really different than what you think. Um, even in basic training, when you get in basic training and you're going through it and you start to get like the hang of things, um, that's not what the army is actually like when you get to your first unit. I tell you, there's a lot of people, um, not specifically my job. Uh, it gets to certain points like that. My job's a very fluid job. We, it's constantly either going and you gotta be able to, you have to be able to move at a hundred miles per hour and then slow down to 10. Um, there's other jobs that are very consistent, like jobs that are just straight nine to fives. Um, if, you know, people saw what it was like in daily life for some of these jobs, they would, you know, you couldn't tell the difference other than the fact that they wake up in the morning and do PT and wear a uniform to work every day. Wow. Uh, So what exactly is your role in the military right now? Or are you allowed to share? (laughs) No, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I'm an infantryman right now. The the infantry is the United States Army's main fighting force. We we're a basic. We're at the most basic level of fighting. We're the most diverse MOS. We pretty much have to know everyone's job. Um, whereas you have your, you know, you have combat medics and stuff like that. They specialize in medicine. Well, as infantrymen, you know, you get qualified to to work on in, in, in the medical field even. Uh, you learn basic first aid and advanced first aid. Um, we learn anywhere, we're experts in uh, weapons, we're experts in uh, land navigation, experts in uh, your basic survival stuff, we're experts in medical. Um, you're just a well-rounded individual, really a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, and as far as infantry goes, you know, that's, if, you, if anyone out there is really wanting to join the military, um, Infantry is not for everyone. It's definitely a very physically demanding job. Um, and you can, you know, there's a lot of places you can go, so you can't really narrow down where you're going to go. You can infantry are everywhere. Um, I would say that if you, if special operations is a thing that you are interested in, infantry is a really good way to get into that. That's not saying that other MOSs don't get in there, other jobs. Um, but if you want to, if you want to do something that's really just where the rubber meets the road, infantry, infantry is a very satisfying job in that. Doing a job that anyone can do, but not many people want to do. Mm-hmm. That's really the the main pride in being infantry. That's so cool. Uh, so, what led you towards the infantry as opposed to other jobs? Um, I was definitely pretty headstrong when I first came in. When it came to like my job, I wanted to do a job where it was like, you know, I was in the front, I was doing, you know, I was kicking doors, I was doing, I was in it. Um, I didn't want to really find a job where it was a nine to five. I wanted to do a job that was different. Um, and I also wanted a job that I could segue into something more if I wanted to in the Army. Um, special operations has always been on my mind. Um, I feel like I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know. Infantry was a very clear decision with that. That's awesome. Um so what's some stuff that you've learned so far with your time serving the way you have? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Um I feel like as a leader I've grown to understand that, you know, it's easy to lead people when they're all on the same page as you and they're in the same mindset, you know, especially when you come from like culturally the same uh group. Mm. Um 
as a leader, you need to make yourself diverse. If you're not, if you're not diversifying yourself and understanding the people that you're leading, you're never going to be successful in that. Um, I've had to deal with people, you know, um, I've had the pleasure of working with people from around the world. Um, and you, you find that cultures are different and people are led differently that, you know, you, what you think to be good leadership skills aren't, you know, have holes in it. And I think, also part of being leaders understanding that nothing's perfect that you can always improve on something so your leadership skills you know if you if you feel like there's nothing wrong i feel like that's your first step in understanding that something is um i feel that you know before i got in army i was a pretty decent leader i had decent leadership skills i understood what it was to be led um but i really didn't um i really needed to learn followership more that's a type of leadership that i feel like is very underrated and really, um, people are uneducated on followership is the ability to follow a leader, your ability to understand that in your own area, if you don't lead yourself and take whatever mission you've been given and execute on that and are able to take orders and understand that your piece in the mission is important, that if you don't do your job, people can't do their job as well. Um, that's something that I had that I learned from a different perspective in the army that I don't think I would have anywhere else. Wow. Yeah, I bet. I had never even thought about that to that extent, but I'm sure that the, I, I can see where the importance of being able to follow, uh, that would make a major difference, especially in that role. Wow. Absolutely. And the army makes a culture of people that are leaders. It, we, we're in the business of making leaders. Um, if you really just think that there's only that, you know, you take, leadership as kind of as a one-dimensional approach like you really forget that like you know there's other aspects into it and it's, it's really hard to the followership part is i think one of the hardest because everybody's eager to get to that position where they're leading people and telling people what to do and even then they, they miss the point of leadership there um i think a servant leadership mindset is gonna really push you far in the world in, in general um if you don't understand that you know if um, serving is below you, then leadership's beyond you. Like you're not going to ever get anywhere if you're, you know, leading people with the uh, with a gun. Like you're not going to you're not going to force people to follow you. Um, at a certain point, you know, they might follow you because of your position or your rank, but um, it's not it's not going to be the same. I've had I've had really good leaders and I've had good bad leaders. I've seen bad leaders and, and good leaders uh, work, and it does, you can you can tell in a heartbeat like the difference, and it's night and day really. Mm. That's awesome. Um, well, changing the subject just a little bit, I'm sure. That, I mean, I'm sure that you've had some uh, some experiences that are definitely worth sharing. Uh, do you have any stories or something you want to share? Um, I think actually at NTC at the National Training Center when we were in California, we're in the middle of the training and. Um, I think that was the first sandstorm I'd actually seen. Uh, we were in the desert, and it was we had just got the the weather was just not with us. We got done uh, running missions and stuff like that. All I think for almost thirty hours straight, and we just started to bed down, and um, a sandstorm blew through. Uh, we were all of our gear was wet too, so everything was like a sugar cookie basically. Um, that was the first sandstorm I ever saw, and that was pretty crazy. We everybody woke up. And everything was buried. We had to find all of our gear and stuff like that. Everything was just kind of spread everywhere. Um, that was that was something I've never experienced before. I've never seen. And um, 
I mean, it's funny looking back on it um, and kind of the interactions we had during that situation um, because, you know, everybody had just like it. It was as if nothing could get worse because, you know, we had just been, it was hot in the days. Then we would get rained on at night. Everything would get cold. And then on top of that, we had a sandstorm. It was, it was like a movie almost. It's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So, so uh, I assume you've gotten to travel a little bit uh, while you've been um, in A on? little bit. Yeah. I, uh, so the unit actually last year and around, I would say, May, just got back from um, South Korea mm-hmm. from a rotation we did there. Um, I personally did not go on that trip. Uh, I was I was on recovery from an injury I had, mm-hmm. um, so I was on the rear detachment, and um, we, I, I did not go to Korea. But I've seen we've been we've been quite a few places together. Uh, we've the main the main training events we've done so far has been we've gone to Fort Bliss to do training with uh, our sister units um, in the National Guard. We've gone to NTC. We've done multiple training around here. Um, multiple training opportunities with other countries just recently for hood hosted um the french and the british forces we've had dutch forces um lots and lots of stuff to do uh, for sure um my units moved around a lot less than others right now because we're on rotational status um and uh but right now we've just we've gone to korea and uh for Irwin so far as far as out of state that's awesome um Let's see here. What what would you say is uh, something that was pretty unexpected um, that you experienced or learned uh, w- during your time so far? Um, unexpected was definitely an injury. I so I had had a pretty bad leg injury in 2019, right before we went to Korea, and as far as the unexpected goes. I don't think you can ever prepare yourself to be in a situation where, you know, your life is really about to change or could change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many, I, I know a lot of people out there have had injuries that are, that are pretty bad and they'll know and they can relate, especially like from an athletic standpoint, if you've ever been on an athletic team and really at an athletic peak and you just dropped off the edge, you'll know what it was like. Um, I feel like unexpected was an understatement in that. Um, I had to really learn and reassess really who I was. Like, I feel like I found that I put my, my identity in a lot of other things other than, you know, really the right things. I, I feel like I definitely relied on things and took things for granted that I, you know, I would have never noticed otherwise. Um, I was on recovery for about six months and then I started coming back and it was, that was, I think that was the hardest part because coming back, you know, you see the contrast and the difference of what the job was like after, uh, after your injury and really what it was like before, like everything that you missed. Um, I think people really tend to take things for granted just subconsciously. It's not that we inherently are, um, ungrateful people. It's just that you know, if you never walk a mile in someone else's shoes, you'll never know what they're like. I think it made me a better leader. Um, I understand people that come from, you know, a situation like an injury that when I wasn't, if I had never experienced that injury, I definitely would not have seen it the same. I was definitely in that mentality, you know, if um, if you're not, you know, fixed, if you're broken at all, you know, you're not, you don't have a place in the team. You need to either step down or you need to figure out, you know, what you need to do to get back. 
And uh, sometimes that's a mentality you need to work with. But like I said, being being two dimensional in your leadership is never an effective leadership method. Mm-hmm. If you're if you never see things from the other side, then you're not going to be able to effectively lead. Um, you know, the other half of your formation and the group of people that you're with. That's really good. Um, one thing I was kind of curious about, uh, how has your uh, relationships, uh, family and otherwise, been affected by this? I'm sure there's been a lot you've had to work through there over time. Yeah, um, that's that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I've think thankful for technology and the age we live in, you know, we can, you know, we can connect and network from thousands of miles away. Uh, however, I think that physically being apart has definitely taken toll in a lot of areas. Um, the first couple of years were really rough. Um, it's adjustment really. If you've never like, I think some people have lived away from their, you know, their direct family and their friends and everything for a while um, at their periods of time um, here and there. But really when you have a change of life and like it's, it's an entire, like what people don't understand about, especially like the active duty army, it's a change of lifestyle. Um, and you can really get bogged down in like what the army is and like the constant work. It's not really, uh, it's hard to explain if, if people don't understand, like have never experienced it themselves first. But, um, if you can imagine, moving away from your family, having to change your schedule and then move to a separate place somewhere in the United States or maybe outside the United States. And your day-to-day life is just, you know, from 5.30 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, your life is the Army. Um, The really only cool-down time you have to just kind of be you and do your thing is, like, you might you have a couple hours at a time in the weekdays and on the weekends, you know, you're just trying to figure out, you know, heck you might you might still be doing work from the last week um the workload definitely prevents a lot of people from networking after you know they get into the swing of things in the army because i think as as human beings you're really adaptive we're adaptive people and you learn how to just kind of manage what what's at hand and if you aren't making priorities out of you know hey i'm gonna call my family at this day or at this time i'm gonna talk to these people you know you're not it's not gonna be a part of your schedule i feel like that's the hardest thing for soldiers Mm. um as for me personally i i definitely i I struggled with that Uh, i still do a little bit uh, I have to make a priority in my days um, to call people, to, to talk to people. It's not, um, and you know, I mean, especially once you graduate high school and you go into college, you know, everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And I feel like that's, we use that a lot of times as excuses that, you know, um, I'm busy, I'm doing this, you know, everybody's busy in, in their own way. They're all doing their own thing. Um, if you really, if you really care about the relationships you have, you're going to make that time to, to make the call or, uh, to make sure that you keep that connection alive. That's really good. Um, one thing I've kind of been curious about um, from a civilian's uh, standpoint, I've often wondered um, what the best way to show my appreciation for those who are serving is. Um, Cause I know there's, there's times where uh, culturally it seems a little difficult to show your appreciation um, to uh somebody who's serving like you in a way that translates well. Um, so just as, as somebody who is just uh, a civilian, what's the best way for us to express our 
gratitude for uh, what you and the other servicemen and women do? Man, that's a fantastic question. Um, it's really, I guess, to lighten the mood, um, that segues into a really kind of awkward thing for our service members, I believe. Um, some service members take it better than others. Um, I mean, a lot of the times it's just kind of, it, it, it strikes you as unusual. Like when you're not in the military, you know, your first thing you, you think when you see somebody in uniform is thank them for their service. Um, but when you're in the military, it's almost an uncomfortable thing when people address it. And it really shouldn't be. But it's just unexpected and you really forget that you're in the military almost in certain aspects when you're just out doing your normal thing or you're, you know, I guess uh, coincidentally in uniform when you're getting lunch or something like that. Um, most of the time, um, we, I don't really have that interaction as much because I live, uh, in my, uh, directly around me in the surrounding area where I go typically, uh, when I'm not really in uniform, uh, when I, when I leave post usually, um, and then, um, you know, most people around here in the military, but, uh, I feel like to answer your question, I think the best way you show, um, your gratitude and your thanks really is just to, um, really acknowledgement i think is is a really good thing but some people definitely take that the wrong way um not necessarily the wrong way i think they don't know how to accept it and to return it mm -hmm. i've always if somebody's ever asked or, or or thanked me for my service i've just always thanked them for their support um soldiers and people in general i think take action louder than words if they see that you know you're supporting veteran-owned companies if you're supporting um, things that matter to soldiers, like, you know, just, you know, enjoying the fact that, um, you can choose. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, for, I, I feel like it's a hard question to answer for all soldiers. Um, because I think a lot of soldiers really have the mindset of that. It, it's, they understand that it's really a thankless job in, in certain aspects and they've come to accept that. It's not really something that people look for thanks in, so it's very it's it's unusual when you get thanks. Um, but really, I, I think I think supporting veteran-owned companies, and then just having your either your physical support when it comes to things and matters of the army, uh, educating yourself on um, you know anything related to the army, that kind of shows that you care. Uh, and I, I think for me personally, that. That means a lot to me when I see people supporting supporting veterans even after they're out of the military because it shows that I think soldiers struggle with the, the the one thing that soldiers struggle with the most when they get out of the military is a loss of identity. They've identified as a soldier and found their identity in being a soldier and wearing that uniform for you know sometimes it might be three years, it might be twenty years. Um, and the hardest thing for for a lot of transitioning soldiers is to. Um, find who they are when they're out in the military and they feel like kind of, you know, they had this social status of being a soldier and that they, they took pride in that, that now is, you know, veterans as transitioning back into a civilian role in life, that they're kind of forgotten, that they're not really noticed anymore for that. Um, I know that in a lot of ways, there's nothing, you know, that's not really something people think about, but I think it's a very, very important thing that we, we don't forget the people that have served um, before us. Absolutely. That, that's an extremely helpful uh, perspective, at least for me. Um, the, uh, for anyone who might be interested in enlisting or taking a, uh, a route towards the military, 
in any branch or any position, uh, would you have any advice for anybody? Yeah. Um, if you're looking at joining the military, I would say that it would benefit you regardless of what you want to do to talk to everybody. Talk to the Air Force, talk to the Navy, talk to the Marine Corps, talk to the Army, um, even the Coast Guard. Don't don't count yourself short on anything. Don't um, you have such a broad uh, set of options and tools at your disposal, really? And they're they're there to recruit you. You're not you know you're not obligated to go to any single person. I definitely wouldn't limit yourself to a couple things either. I would I would go in, understand what you want. And um, don't settle for less. Uh, if you if you're worried about you know this that and the other about the military, you know it's a it's a big step. It's understandable. Um, if you're worried about it, it shows that you you're at some level you're a pretty responsible person because you're putting some thought into it. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable in certain phases of it. It's going to be a lot. Um, and you're definitely going to be able to, you know, I think in, in some areas, you know, you'll have resistance. People, family members, you know, will have their opinions about it. But you really need to figure out for yourself what you want to do. Uh, you're, it's a pretty serious thing. You're signing away usually, you know, a couple years of your life to begin with. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to you're gonna have to change quite a bit. There's a lot of growth in that. Um, it's a big deal. Um, physically, I would say uh, that that's a big question people have. Um, just be prepared for change and be prepared to, uh, to do stuff that you've not done before. If you're, you know, if you can, you can look up most of the time, you can look up our physical fitness test. The arm is actually about to change, but, you know, be able to run two miles, be able to do push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, you know, your basic stuff. Um, I would say being adaptable is more important than being at your peak physical fitness, because, um, I'll, I'll tell you, like, right off the bat, you're never going to be at a hundred percent. You're never going to be able to train to be at that hundred percent peak and then go do a physical fitness test. Half the time through basic training, people were sick. Most guys had like strep or fevers going through basic training and you just have to push on and do whatever physical activities are there. Um, so really being, being flexible and being able to adapt to everything. I feel like it's a very important trait that you need to go in having. Um, I would say the, most important thing out of all that is ask people, ask people that are in, ask people that you know that have been in the military. Uh, I think more importantly, try to ask people that are in actively or had just gotten out. Because a lot of the things like the Army and the military in general change, change quite a bit um, within a couple of years. So um, educate yourself, make sure you know what you're getting into and and all the benefits you get from it. Don't, um, don't let the Army or the military in general cut you short on anything. Um, it's it, the army and the military as a whole can benefit you in many, many ways. Uh, don't think that active duty is the only way to go. National Guard is an extremely, extremely useful tool to utilize. Um, I feel like if I had, had not chosen this career path and I wanted to take a more, you know, um, a different approach than military, than active duty military, the National Guard would have been a just a no brainer. You get assistance with your college. You get, um, you get the you get to still serve your country. You get to serve your country in a capacity that, you know, no one else in the military can. National Guard get to do things like, um, you know, we recently saw where they helped assist and protect people in, uh, in our capital. Um, natural disasters, like 
that's really um, a different kind of service than like people would think the military does. But the National Guard plays a very, very vital part in our in our military. Um, but I would say overall, just educate yourself. Great. Um, do you have any other final thoughts or stories or anything you want to share? Um, final thoughts? Uh, I would say, you know, be all you can be. Don't don't sell yourself short. Nothing is um, nothing's out of your reach if you just put your mind to it. Uh, everything, you know, if I would say nine times out of ten, you know, it's in your head. It, don't don't let yourself get ahead of yourself and really kind of psych yourself out of out of something. If you want to go try something, you know, you only live once. Go try it. It's uh, the only nothing bad can come from that. You can the only thing you're gonna do is learn. Uh, what you do with that, however, is, is really where um, where it changes you. Well, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me on. No problem. Uh, and again, thank, thank you for the way that you serve. It's, it's a blessing for all of us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. I enjoy talking about stuff like this. Oh, it was, it was really fun for me. I, like I mentioned before, I don't have a lot of experience in this, so <laughs> it's always no, really fascinating to hear I mean, about it. If you, ever, if you ever need somebody to talk to about that, or if you yourself have ever thought about joining the military at all, I mean, I'm always open ears. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, dude. All right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you again for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye.